I'm Douglas Brush, and you're listening to Cybersecurity Interviews. Cybersecurity Interviews is the weekly podcast dedicated to digging into the minds of the influencers, thought leaders, and individuals who shape the cybersecurity industry. I discover what motivates them, explore their journey in cybersecurity, and discuss where they think the industry is going. The show lets listeners learn from the experts' stories and hear their opinions on what works and doesn't in cybersecurity. Hello, I am Douglas Brush, and welcome to episode zero of Cybersecurity Interviews. In this episode, I'm going to introduce you, the listener, to me, the host, in order to give you some background and context to who I am and why I started this podcast. So before we tackle the hearts and minds of the leaders and influencers in cybersecurity, I wanted to provide a little background about me and how I got started in the industry. I'm originally from New York City, and I currently live in Brooklyn with my beautiful wife and daughter. I run a cybersecurity consulting group, which focuses on everything from penetration testing, security assessments and design, digital forensics and incident response, threat hunting, and information governance and data privacy. But my journey with computers started way back in 1981, when I plopped down in front of a Texas Instruments TI-99-4A computer. My parents got one for the home, and I mostly use it to play video games. My favorite game was this game called Hump the Wumpus. At some point, I came across Compute Magazine, and it had instructional pages of basic spaghetti code with programs that you can run on the computer. So after hours and hours of painstakingly transcribing lines and lines of go-to commands into the TI-99, I would have a small colored box that would bounce from one side of the screen, then back again. Yeah, hashtag fun, I know. My parents continued to bring technology into the home. They were leading communication consultants and authors, and this included new computers to play with, break, and hopefully repair. In the summer of 1983, we made an investment in a compact portable plus, and at the time, this beast of plastic and metal was marketed as a portable computer and weighed 28 pounds with a 9-inch monochrome monitor and detachable keyboard. So it was, of course, a joy to lug this thing around. The real selling point to me on this computer was WordPerfect 3. It had spell checking and a printer. So no longer was I chained to homework assignments of handwritten drafts. I was able to write book reports on birds or whatever, and it corrected my horrible spelling, and I can print. In the late 1980s, we started using CompuServe and then Prodigy, a whole other world with computers that opened up. Computers and me were now connected to people all over. I could chat and play text-based games online and explore MUDs or multi-user dungeons. In the early 1990s, while in high school, I became the go-to family member and friend who can fix computers. Hey, Doug, this stupid thing won't turn on. Windows won't open. I have no sound. So I've edited my fair share of auto-exec bat files and fixed paths to configure sys files just to get computers to boot or even play noises. At some point, we moved away from Prodigy, then got onto this new thing called the internet through a local internet service provider. I wasn't limited to messaging users on closed systems or bulletin boards anymore. Now I can email people with a publicly routable address and post and search Usenet forms. It was pretty cool to suddenly be able to interact with people all over. And after graduating high school, I was faced with a do-what-you-love, computers and technology, or do-what-you-should, college, scenario. The options to combine these two scenarios at that particular time was not appealing. 
the big push for college computer science in the early and mid-1990s was still heavily focused around mainframe computers, COBOL, and Pascal programming. And it was not appealing to get pushed towards what I felt was an antiquated architecture when home and small business PCs were on this exponential rise. Now, Windows 95 was about to come out. The internet was gaining a ton of visibility. And LAN equipment prices were falling. So through my parents' communications consulting company, I started to give presentations at business groups about using the internet and the World Wide Web to market and promote your business. And after one of these talks, a gentleman came up to me and said, hey, kid, this is all great, but no one knows what the hell you're talking about. People and businesses need more general help and support with computers. This was an excellent point, so I took my college savings and started a computer consulting company. I also started to get more interested in cybersecurity as well as hacker culture. I was very intrigued by the interplay between technology, law, activism, privacy, and security. I devoured books like The Cuckoo's Egg and The Hacker Crackdown. I consumed back issues of 2600 and Frack and regularly listened to Off the Hook, which, as far as I can surmise, was the first hacker and security podcast. And then the movie Sneakers came out, and I so wanted to be Robert Redford's character, Marty Bishop, and run a team that would get paid to hack into places. That seemed like the coolest job in the world. I closely followed the exploits and misadventures of hackers like Kevin Mitnick and Kevin Paulson. I was amazed by what they were able to pull off. What was even more shocking was the fearful reaction they received from law enforcement and the media. When Kevin Mitnick was finally caught, the prosecution made claims that he can start a nuclear war by whistling into a payphone. To me, this demonstrated a huge disconnect with the public's understanding of how to secure technology, but not slowing down how quickly they were becoming consumers of all things digital. During the internet bubble of the late 1990s and into the early 2000s, I started and built various IT consulting companies with services around networking, desktops, support, web design, and home automation. I did a ton of malware and virus remediation for clients at that time and got exposed to the various tools that let me see how these nasty pieces of software propagated and infected machines. By the time the global financial crisis hit, I decided to focus exclusively on cybersecurity. It was, and still is, what I love doing. I started the Digital Forensic Group, a firm focused on digital forensics, incident response, electronic discovery, and security consulting. I then moved my practice to larger consulting firms to cover end-to-end -end security consulting. I've worked investigations involving computer hacking, insider threats, data breaches, corporate espionage, and trade secret theft, and have also assisted clients to improve their defenses by having me break into their networks, just like Robert Redford's character, Marty Bishop. Currently, I run an amazing A-team of forensicators, penetration testers, security analysts, and data privacy experts. We provide a full range of cybersecurity and information governance consulting services to clients around the globe. Most importantly, I get to do what I'm passionate about and love doing every day. I get to be that hacker, I get to solve complex problems and help people achieve a better state of information security. It's truly a dream come true. However, as I look back on my journey and as I talk to others, I realize there's no one way to start and stay in the field of cybersecurity. Whether you're involved from the military, law enforcement, consulting, or IT services, it doesn't matter. There is no one path. Additionally, that type of diversity of professionals has only made the industry stronger. We all need to learn from each other and share our experiences. 
There's not one person who knows it all. I also love the willingness to help each other out in the collaboration to solve problems from this diverse set of professionals in cybersecurity. There truly is a security community. And whether it is a technical problem or a career hurdle, there's someone else out there who has overcome that same obstacle. I've had countless discussions for years with other professionals and whether it be online, at conferences, or just even over drinks, and these conversations have changed the way I think about cybersecurity. Sometimes it was just enough to hear that I was not alone when mulling an opinion or a thought. So that's where my idea to create this podcast started. What if I can capture those moments in frank discussions? I want to share the stories from other cybersecurity leaders and influencers so everyone can learn from their respective journeys and challenges. Why did they take the path they did? Who were their mentors? How did they tackle some of their biggest career challenges? Where do they think the industry is going? By hearing how the industry leaders and influencers got to where they are and how they overcame some of the problems they faced, I hope to shed light on the path for other professionals. Also, the cybersecurity professionals I've come to know over the years are some of the funniest, most intelligent, and most interesting people I've ever met in my life. It has been very rewarding to get to know them, and I want to share this experience with others. So please join me as we meet the leaders and influencers in cybersecurity. I will discover what motivates them, explore their journey in cybersecurity, and discuss where they think the industry is going. Cybersecurity interviews will let listeners learn from the experts' stories and hear their opinions on what works and doesn't in cybersecurity. This will be a weekly podcast, and I'm excited for you to be part of this process. So please go to cybersecurityinterviews.com, where you will find every episode with show notes, as well as links to various social media platforms, and to sign up to be notified of new episodes. I want this to be an interactive experience for us all, and I want to hear your thoughts. So thank you, and I look forward to hearing all of your stories. Thank you so much for joining us today on Cybersecurity Interviews. I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Please go to cybersecurityinterviews.com where you can find every episode, including show notes and links for each guest. There you can also find social media links and to sign up for new episode notifications. Thanks. We'll talk soon.